Hello, alongside Ryan Sir, I'm Don Helbig, and welcome to the Pick 6, the podcast of the Attractions Group, where we bring you the latest and greatest stories from around the world of attractions and amusement. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, um, you can listen to us on all your favorite podcast apps, Apple, Google, Spotify, and we have a video version on YouTube. Make sure you follow us on Twitter slash X at attractions underscore GRP. Right. Awesome. And we're taking you to the icy wilderness of SeaWorld Orlando, where a thrilling new adventure awaits. Get ready for Penguin Trek. It's a B&M family launch coaster with speeds reaching up to 43 miles per hour. But that's not all. After your exhilarating ride, you'll find yourself immersed in a real penguin habitat, coming face to beak with these incredible creatures. Designed for all ages, this coaster is set to open its doors in the spring of 2024. Yeah, exciting. Um, they had that Penguin Encounter Dark ride for a while, uh, which was cool because it was trackless, but uh, I don't think it really hit home with a lot of people. So this ride looks really cool. They invited uh, some media and influencers out to take a look at it and get a preview. And uh, so it's going to be a little B&M family coaster. It's going to be fun. A lot of fun. And I like the idea of coming face to beak with the animals yeah face to beak all right uh let's head over to pennsylvania where a proposed bill could make april 28 2024 a special day uh state representatives robert ledbetter alongside joanne steer and michael stender have proposed knoebel's amusement park day in pennsylvania Despite facing six devastating floods in the past 50 years, Knoebel's Amusement Park has not only survived, but thrived. It's the country's largest free admission amusement park, offering free parking, free entertainment, and free picnic areas, con continuing to serve 1.4 million guests per year. And I've heard they've got a heck of a set of flying scooters. What do you think about that? They do. I, I, flying scooters, I think that is far and away the best in the industry you're not going to find a better flying scooters than you're going to have at Knoebel's. The food's pretty good. You know, they've won golden tickets for best food. Uh, and they got this amazing roller coaster. It's a wooden coaster called the Phoenix. Uh, the Knoebel's family, you know, uh, just great, great people. Dick Knoebel's, you know, he's a legend in the industry. If you've not been to Knoebel's, what are you waiting for? Uh, you know, this is going to take you back to the old days of the amusement park industry, you're going to feel like you're back in the, like the thirties and forties, you know, the way they do this, where, um, you know, it's, it's free admission. You can walk around the park, you know, do whatever you want. Um, and then you pay for the attractions that you want to ride. So, um, just an amazing park, you know, really make an effort to try to get there next summer. Cause I think you'll fall in love with Knoebel's. Yeah. They have the flying turns, right? Isn't that them? They do. They do have the flying turns, golden ticket, 2014. Yeah, so Flying Turns was a uh, bobsled coaster that was built in house, and it it took about about a decade for them to get it all shored up. I think, right? It took a long time to get it ready to go. So it was almost like the Lifetime Achievement Award when they won that golden ticket. But no, that's that was a fun ride, and a lot of work went into that. But just a really special place, and I really wish I could get there more often than I've been. Yeah. All that's right, our third story. It takes us to Arlington, Texas, where a simple idea from a sports photographer in 1997 has transformed into one of the most influential trade publications in the amusement industry. Of course, we're talking about Amusement Today, owned and published by Gary Slade. Gary was recently honored with two prestigious accolades, including induction into the New England Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions Hall of Fame 
and the World Water Park Association Hall of Fame for his 27 years of service to the water park industry. Uh, Gary's a, a great guy, a good friend of mine. Um, you know, congratulations to Gary on on these uh, honors. Yeah, um, and obviously, the I would argue the biggest contribution is the Golden Ticket Awards, uh, and that's one of my favorite nights of the year. Um, you know, celebrating all the accomplishments of all the parks and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad that they're recognizing him. It's very cool. Yeah. So, uh, story number four. This is one I'm glad that it's my read because I've been excited about this. Uh, so, Disney fans, get ready for the second season of Behind the Attractions on Disney Plus. Uh, this docuseries takes you on a deep dive into iconic Disney attractions from Pirates of the Caribbean to Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. It also explores broader topics like Disney's nighttime spectaculars and the delicious food served throughout the parks and resorts. It's a must-see for all theme park enthusiasts. Let me ask you this, Don. So I'm excited because my understanding is that um, the one that's about like Epcot in general talks a lot about Spaceship Earth, which is like my favorite thing ever. But... Um, do you, especially with Disney, where a lot of it is kind of enthralled in the magic, do you like knowing too much or would you rather have the magic remaining intact? I like these behind the scenes looks and learning what makes the magic. You know, um, I'm interested in that, um, you know, behind the attraction, uh, you know, which is going to be on Disney Plus, as you mentioned, it's a can't miss. You know, I think if you're a Disney, uh, not only if you're a Disney Parks fan, but just a fan of the industry, you want to watch this. You're going to learn a lot, um, you know, and, and really, you know, great that they're sharing that with their fans. Yeah. 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 I, I, I completely agree. Uh, I saw the whole first season. I actually watched about three episodes, um, not three because it wasn't that long, but I watched two episodes on the way to Disney on the airplane. So that was kind of fun. I watched the episode about the castles, which is fascinating. Um, then I think I watched one on the monorails. That was the other one, but have you seen any of these yet? Now, what about you? Oh, I have. I, and, and I'm going to ask you now, you asked me the question, do you like having it spoiled like that? Or would you rather not know? You know, I, I used to feel differently about this, uh, when it came to Disney. Um, I was offered at one point like, Hey, we can give you a backstage tour of Haunted Mansion. Uh, and I declined it because I didn't want to know how it worked, to be honest with you. That was like forever ago. It was like more than 10 years ago. Um, but especially nowadays, I care so much more about how things happen and why things happen. So much more than what actually happens that, yes, I, I completely thrive on this. I want to know how it works. I want to know why they did it. And I want to know what their thought process was. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yep. Can't wait to see it. All right. Now it's time to spread some holiday cheer at one of my favorite parks, Kennywood. The park is kicking off its holiday lights event earlier than planned. They're going to move up to November 18th. It features more than 2 million twinkling lights, the tallest Christmas tree in Pennsylvania, and a brand new Santa experience in Thomastown. Plus, extended hours, a holiday menu, scavenger hunts, and exciting entertainment awaits visitors. I have a Kennywood season pass. I'm going to definitely go experience this event. Yeah, I've heard their uh, their holiday event is awesome. Have you been to it before? I have not been to the, holi uh, the holiday event. I have been to their Halloween event, but it's been years. Um, but it, uh, you know, it looks really impressive. You know, I've, I've seen different photos of it, um, seen some YouTube videos. It looks like it's very well done. 
Yeah, I completely agree. Okay, um, so, and this one is going to be the one that uh, kind of rocks people, but, uh, and you kind of discovered this uh, by listening to the Holiday World podcast. On a re- recent episode, the host discussed Holiday World's new roller coaster, Good Gravy, which is opening in 2024, and also mentioned that Kings Island's new Camp Snoopy Kids area featuring Snoopy Soapbox Racers. They love the cute theme of Kings Island and revealed that Vacoma, the manufacturer of both rides, kept things hush-hush about where the other Vacoma boomerangs were going. One thing Vacoma did share with them, they said, was that Holiday World's coaster would open first. Good Gravy is set to debut at the park when it opens in 2024 on May 4th. So, if that's true, that means that Snoopy Soapbox Racers, per an edict from Vacoma, will not open with the park. Assuming it's true, if you were the PR person, Don, how would you handle this? Well, I think if that's the case, you just got to be honest and transparent with your guests and just say, you know, it's not going to open until after, you know, whenever it might be, May 4th. You know, um, you don't want to just make everyone think it's going to be ready to go opening day if you know that it's not. Um, would you be transparent about like we can't open until this other one opens? Because it seems like that's kind of absurd. But... Well, it's out there. I mean, it's it's definitely out there. You know, that would be the reason. And you know, I, I don't think you want to try to um, you know fool the public. You know, they they can you know listen to that podcast like I did and and hear that if that's the case. Now we don't know. I mean, that was just said on the podcast. Um, but. Um, yeah, I mean, if if that's the situation, I think you want to let everyone know that it won't open with the park, you know, in April. No, we've not. I've not seen their 2024 operating calendar. I don't even know that they'll open in April. You don't know mm-hmm. until you see it. But um, I would just be, you know, transparent with your, you know, your guests and your pass holders and just, you know, let them know it'll open at some point, you know, spring 2024 and just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, it, this is such an interesting story because. Uh, it's it's definitely a David versus Goliath situation uh, with a big juggernaut. I mean, forget the whole Cedar Fair thing, which puts it way over the edge. But Kings Island as a whole is three times the size of Holiday World from you know, more than three times with with attendance. And Holiday World is able to put a stop to their opening day attraction, potentially. Uh, but it'll be interesting to f- if we were ever able to find out, let's say it does open with the park, how that was resolved. You know, and I, I'm not entirely certain that Holiday World would have a whole lot to gain by Kings Island having to wait. Can you? I mean, can um, you think of anything? You know, I think just just to say that you're the first boomerang to open in the country, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but does that, I don't think that holds a ton of water. But yeah, I mean, it's such a bad position for Vacoma to be in. You got Holiday World, you got Kings Island a couple hundred miles apart from each other. Uh, they're, they're now to be clear, the rides are not clones, they're custom layouts, but they're essentially the same ride model uh, from an outsider standpoint, they're probably identical. Um, but not to be able to communicate that to each park, like, Hey, just to let you know, this is going on. Um, that's that I don't, I don't envy the Vacoma people for what they had to yeah, go. Yeah. I mean, through. they were, they were very clear when they were, you know, in development for this ride that Vacoma, you know, was not you know, giving them, you know, the information on where the other ones would be going. Uh, so, um, you know, that, I think if you're Vacoma, you know, if you're somebody that's looking to work with them, I think you'd like the fact that they don't talk to everybody, you know, that they can keep things under wraps. I think that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, 
you know, there's so many, especially when you and I had to be kind of like adversaries so many times where I found out something um, that was going to happen at, you know, Kings Island or another Cedar Fair Park. And you're like, who told you that? And it's like, well, there's a lot of people, a lot of hands. There's contractors, there's outside vendors. Like, if you know who to talk to, you're going to get that one person that doesn't realize, oh, I'm not. Oh, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So, yeah, um, but I, I think it's, you know, I think, first of all, they're, they're, you know, I like the theme for both of them. Agreed. You know, so I think, it, I, I think the guests that, you know, attending both parks are going to have a lot of fun with these coasters. Um, you know, good gravy. You know, I always laugh when I, you know, I keep watching that teaser video and you just can't help but, but laugh about that. And uh, Snoopy Soapbox Racers, you know, the theming of that looks looks fantastic. It's going to be a great addition to the kids' area. Uh, so for both parks, you know, it's a win for the guests. Yeah, and so for those of you who want to listen to it, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's it's about halfway through the show, so it's not like it's right off the bat or at the end or anything, but it's the Holiday World Podcast. Just search for that on your favorite podcast apps. It's Season 5, Episode 17, the one where it's all gravy. Uh, it's actually a, a rather fascinating episode about the development of uh, of good gravy and you know the how they had to push up the announcement because stuff had leaked out and and all sorts of stuff so i would check it out all right so don i hate when we have to do a number seven but we really have to do a number seven tonight according to reuters six flags and cedar fair are in talks of a merger that is as much information as we have. As of this recording, we are about 12 hours, 13 hours out from Cedar Fair's Q3 conference call in which the Reuters people think that there's gonna, there might be some sort of mention of it. We've been through this before. We've seen, well, first of all, with the Six Flags stuff uh, and then SeaWorld as well. Um, and then when you were there, Remember Apollo Global Management tried to buy it up. That yes, was I, I was there for three of these, um, you know, mergers, acquisitions, you know, all those rumors that were going on. Yeah, so it's um, it it's very interesting, and and like we're we don't know enough to like speculate on whatever the corporate governance would be, uh, but a lot of questions will remain, uh, because one thing you the first thing that you said when when we were talking about this earlier is. So does this mean my Six Flags pass will get me in all the Cedar Fair parks now? <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah, I mean, eventually it probably will. Um, I remember when uh, Paramount merged with with Cedar Fair, you couldn't get into the the Cedar Fair parks with your Paramount pass yet. Uh, the next year they came out with the Max Pass, which is the predecessor to the Platinum Pass, which is the predecessor to the All Parks Parks Passport. Got to catch my breath here for a second. Um. But uh, I, I wouldn't expect any changes like that immediately, uh, but it, it would be very interesting. I mean, it would be coast to coast. They would have a lot more buying power. Uh, but the real question is, would the new company look a lot more like Six Flags or would it look a lot more like Cedar Fair? That, that's just I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's a lot of fun for, you know, all the, the coaster fans and, you know, amusement park fans to uh, in the media to, to speculate and talk about, you know, it's, it's fun to do that and, you know, go back and read what everyone's saying. But for me, you know, I'm someone that, uh, you know, until something actually, you know, happens and when it's just, they're in talks or this or that, um, I don't, you know, put too much into it until it actually happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, um, 
it'll be interesting if it does, but I wouldn't, uh, I, I wouldn't burn the house down yet because again, we've seen this a lot. I mean, we're in strange times, so stranger things have happened, but, um, I think we'll learn a lot more in the next two weeks or so about if they're going to move forward with it or if it's going to fall apart. Cause it seems like, uh, especially when they fall apart, you usually get about four days of a new cycle out of it before, uh, there's a punt on it. <laughs> Let's put it that way. But yeah, I had several people message me today. Are you going to do a blog about this? You're going to, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, going to write the rumor and speculation pieces and all those kind of things. You know, I'm someone that if it does happen, then I'll take that information and I'll write something from that point of view. But, uh, you know, be an interesting next couple of days. Yeah, I agree. And and if they do, if they do come out with this publicly, then we can probably let loose a little bit more because we both have to be careful not to speculate uh, because our speculation might turn into these two experts said this or that. And, and that's not what we're doing here because we do not know anything more than anybody else. But, you know, if they do announce it, we we can we can probably speculate like this is probably what a season pass would look like and, you know, things like that as, as we come to know more. Because, again, yeah, yeah, then you'd have a little bit more to work with. You know, right now there's nothing to work with other than the rumbling. Oh, they're in talks. OK, great. Um, you know, when it happens, you know, then then we'll move forward from there. Absolutely. But so thanks for bearing with us. Um, again, it's it, we're as interested as you are. So looking forward to hearing more about that. So, Don, um, what a pick six today. Pick seven today. Pick six and the point after, as I pick call it. Pick six and a half or whatever you want to call it. Yep. Yeah, but no, it was, it was uh, I think, a lot of good, um, you know, fun little topics for this one. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Um yeah, so make sure that you follow us on all your favorite podcast apps, Apple, Google, Spotify, etc. YouTube, search for the Attractions Group Podcast. Uh, what's the last one? Twitter, X, Attractions underscore GRP. And Don, take us home. All right. Well, everybody, we appreciate uh, you listening. It wraps up this edition of The Pick 6. Stay tuned for more thrilling stories from the world of attractions and amusement on the next episode of the Attractions Group Podcast. We'll see you next week, and there might be a lot that happens between now and next week. So we'll see you then, hopefully. All right.